Welcome to Real Marketers, where we hear from marketers who move fast, ask forgiveness, not permission, obsess about driving results, and are filled to the brim with crazy ideas and the guts to implement them. This is not a fireside chat, and there's absolutely no bullshit allowed here. And I'm your host, Stephanie Cox. I have more than 15 years of marketing experience, and I've pretty much done about everything in my career. I believe speed is better than perfection. I use the Oxford comma. I love Coca-Cola, have exceptionally high standards, and surround myself with people who get shit done. On this show, my guests and I will push boundaries and share the real truths about marketing and empower you to become a real marketer. Welcome to the second season of Real Marketers. We have an amazing lineup planned for you this season, and I cannot wait for you to hear from all of our guests. And we are getting started with one of my favorite people, which is Tyler Lassard. He is the VP of Marketing and Chief Video Strategist at Vidyard. He is also the author of The Visual Sale. He's been a previous CMO at Fixmo and had multiple roles at BlackBerry. And we are talking everything about video. And let me just say, if you're not incorporating video as a major part of every aspect of your business, from marketing to sales to customer success and so on, you're definitely missing out. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. I don't know why I haven't had you on the show before. <laughs> Stephanie, I am so excited to be here. You're right. We've known each other for uh, you know at least two or three years now, and I always enjoy our conversations because I also think that you are one of the most creative and interesting marketers out there with some of the things you're doing. So I am super stoked to be here. Well, first question I love to ask, which is tell me something about yourself that few people know. Well, I'd say, you know, within my community out there in the business world, uh, I've been, you know, a marketing leader for more than 10 years now. But prior to that, what a lot of folks don't know is I'm actually an engineer by trade. I graduated from the systems design engineering program here at the University of Waterloo and uh, beautiful uh, Toronto area here in Canada. And I started my career as a software developer at BlackBerry the then smartphone manufacturer and uh, solution provider. And I spent many years on the technical side of businesses as a developer and working with developer communities. So it was an interesting uh, start to my world. I didn't intend to come over here to the dark side of marketing, but I am thrilled with where I am today and uh, appreciate the opportunity to build on my technical background. So what caused you to make that change? Also, I love that you were at BlackBerry because I always tell people <laughs> when I started in mobile, the first apps I did were for BlackBerry, which if like that's the biggest yep. way to date yourself ever. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, let's not put it that way. Um, it, 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 was, it was wild. I, I started at BlackBerry in 2001. I was there for 10 years and I started off as a developer and quickly realized that I was not a great developer, nor did I really enjoy it. I, um, you know, I just, I just didn't thrive on, you know, working in isolation and digging into code. It just didn't end up really being my thing. But one of the things I, I did really enjoy doing was working with others, articulating, you know, the value of technology and helping them solve problems related to it. So I actually ended up uh, leading and building out our developer program at BlackBerry, where I worked with third-party developers. Um, initially helping with technical support, but ultimately I ended up expanding that out into a full developer relations program. 
and just kept gravitating more and more towards the business and marketing side of it. I really enjoyed working with partners and, and managing those relationships. Uh, I became the go-to speaker when we had to go out and talk about or evangelize the platform um, or work with customers and, and operators with it. So it uh, ultimately really drew me more into what I didn't realize at the time, but was effectively product marketing uh, for our developer platform. And things just took on a life from there. That's really fascinating. I think developer marketing is something that a lot of people don't realize how important it is, is, is if you sell into IT and developers, it's a totally different way of marketing than what a lot of us probably think about. It is. I mean, so much of it is about creating um, a community of like-minded people. And there's very much tends to be this almost like camaraderie that, that I learned about, about those areas. And it was less about marketing to them and more about partnering with them, frankly, and, uh, you know, helping them ultimately kind of get to where they needed to get to, uh, you know, genuinely collaborating in the market and going to market together to help them be successful, not just in building what they were building, um, but then in their go-to-market efforts. And that was really fun being a part of that kind of full life cycle with these vendors where you know, it was everything from, yes, helping them understand how to build the best product, but then also supporting them in their go-to-market to make sure whatever it is they build is successful. And that level of partnership ultimately to me is actually the best way to market. No, I completely agree. And now you're leading marketing at Vidyard. Um, so full disclosure, I've been a Vidyard customer for three years. And if you've ever heard me talk about video, I'm a fangirl over how much we love, <laughs> how much we love Vidyard, but I would love to maybe start talking a little bit about video. And it's so funny in this day and age to me, marketing using video, whether that is in your marketing efforts and your sales efforts with customer success and support seems so obvious yet. Mm -hmm. I find so many companies aren't doing it or aren't doing it well. So if you were to talk to someone and they're thinking about really embracing video, and what I mean by embracing video, not just like creating a video, but like really mm -hmm. making video part of your organization, you know, what should they be thinking about as they embark on that endeavor? Yeah, it's such an interesting time for this because, you know, video has been around forever and any marketer or, or sales team that you talk to and, and you say, hey, video good, right? You know, everybody nods their head. And I guess, of course, video is great. And, you know, we should be using video to communicate our key messages and to engage our audiences in different ways. But to your point, it's, um, it's a challenge for a lot of folks. And a lot of that comes down to it just simply has not been a traditional or historic um, in-house capability within our organizations. And we went through this, we've gone through this many different times in different iterations of, of marketing teams. Remember back when having internal content marketers and writers wasn't even a thing, right? When we, back when it was just like, we had a website and we did advertisements. And then all of a sudden we figured out this content and inbound marketing thing. And we went, oh, we should start creating a consistent cadence of our own original content put those out into our communities and use that as ways to engage our audience. And we started by working with agencies and, you know, having outsourced people. And then many of us went, well, wait a minute, this is something that just needs to be a part of what we do. It came in house. You know, we now have folks internally who lead those activities. Same thing happened with social, right? And same things happened with a lot of other areas. And video is just at that point now where we're starting to understand and realize, Hey, the um, it's become a lot more accessible. 
So the ability to create it and share it has been fully democratized. Right? Like any of you listening out there right now could, by the end of this podcast, record and publish a video of pretty darn good quality, right? Which you couldn't have done, you know, 10 years ago, or even five years ago. So the ability to create the content has become completely democratized. The expectation of audiences is now there that they expect to be able to consume rich media content. And if they want to learn about a topic or, or understand something, they want to be able to watch a video. So those two things have suddenly collided. The demand and the supply opportunity have collided. And what we all just need to figure out is that supply side, right? It's, it is easy, right? We got to get over that hurdle of video is hard and expensive, uh, but we just need to get there as marketers. And honestly, I think the biggest shift in that is just starting to think about how do we make this an in-house capability of ours? How do we skill up the folks we have? Or maybe do we bring in somebody who is a professional video producer or who has those abilities? So it no longer becomes the like, oh no, we have to create a video every time we want to do it. It just becomes a part of our cadence, just like written content and just like designed infographics. No, I think that's such an interesting point. And it's funny when you're talking about content and it kind of relates to video today, right? Like I remember when everyone started to realize you need to do your own content at first, it was like, oh, well, we just have the team to do that. And we'll just do it internally or we'll use an agency. And then we started realizing, no, like there's a special skill that's mm -hmm. needed to write really engaging content. And I think that's the same thing for video. And what I mean by that is like the strategy, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's a creativity that's needed for thinking about how your company uses videos strategically. And, but I do think, you know, we've done this here at Lumivate, you know, everyone on your company can create videos and they should. And it's scary at first. I remember when I first got the sales team at Lumivate started on video they were all, I mean, it took forever, right? Like filming a one minute video was like 30 minutes because they kept <laughs> stopping and starting, right? And I, I know you've seen that with other yeah. customers at Vidyard. So how do you help someone like, especially when they're doing those more one-to-one, -one, like personalized yeah. videos? Because today, and I think, you know, one thing that COVID's taught us is that you can't just go get on a plane right now yeah. and go see your customers or your prospects. So how do you think, you know, video is a great way to have that personal connection. And I know we all do mm -hmm. Zoom but we're all kind of like zoomed out. And I think, you know, sending a video and I'll do a personal example of what I got last week is I joined uh, the product-led growth um, pro with a group. And literally within like four hours of joining, Wes Bush sent me a 10 minute video of explaining to me like how I could best use all their courses, but then also how, um, he went through our product-led growth process and gave me feedback on it. Right. And it was, I mean, he just did it from right his home office. It was nothing that was highly produced. He happened to use Vidyard as yeah. a side note. Um, but what was cool about it was like, it wowed me. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what people don't realize is there's a way, especially when you're developing these relationships with prospects or customers to wow people with these personalized videos. So yeah. how do you get people like, especially your sales team excited about doing that when it's a lot of times the opposite of what they're used to doing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is an interesting, you know, opportunity slash challenge. And, you know, what you really, you know, sort of talk to there is 
that there's all these different ways we can be using video today in marketing and sales teams and you know marketing teams produced content published on our websites things like that but there is this huge opportunity as you're you know taking advantage of at, at Lumivate to empower sales reps to be able to record and send videos as part of their email flow to to customers and clients and whether they're prospecting and using videos as a way in their emails to try to stand out and get their attention and create a more personal relationship right up front before they ever talk to them, or whether it be sort of throughout, you know, the rest of the process, as you alluded to, when somebody sort of comes inbound, if you will, um, not just following up with them with like, an, uh, you know, a text-based email saying, hey, thanks so much, blah, 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 this is me, let's book a call. It's like, well, hey, hit the record button. Right. Turn on your webcam and record a quick video and go, hey, I'm this is me. I'm Tyler from Vidyard. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you. I'm so excited to work with you. And by doing those kinds of videos, as you alluded to, you can show rather than just tell. So with tools like a Vidyard, you can do a, a screen share video or you can do a webcam. So with a screen share, you could show rather than just tell, which I assume that Wes did, where he actually was able to bring up his screen and walk through something. Um, you can introduce yourself much more personally. You can use intonation. You can use your passion, use your energy to create that more personal connection. And a lot of sell, sales reps um, do struggle with that because back to the same thing with marketing, it's not how they've traditionally operated. And it is a shift in their communication flow in their typical process. But the most important thing to think about as a salesperson or a leader trying to, to support something like this is that all video is in this case is another medium to deliver your message, right? It's not some other big thing. It's not something you need to produce. It's not something that needs to be perfect. If you are going to send an email to a client or a prospect, could it be better delivered? Could your message be better delivered through a video? And it's as simple as that, right? It doesn't have to be anything more complicated. You can hit the record button, you can bring up a screen share, you can bring up your webcam and you can say it, you can show it, you can explain it clearly and, and visually. And, and I think that's the, the hurdle a lot of people need to get over. They often think, well, when would I use a video? And it's like a video is like this or this. And it's like, no, forget about that. You're sending a message to somebody. You have something to communicate. Do you want to type it out or do you want to say it or do you want to show it? And just getting into that mentality of I could use a video when I need to communicate something or show something and making it habitual as a part of the way you communicate. That's it. I think that's such a great point around, you know, why sales salespeople are, they tend to be more, not nervous, maybe nervous is the right word, right? They're just timid about doing it for the first time. And I, like I've found once you do like a hundred of them, you no longer think about it, right? right? So much of it's in your own head around. It's, I think the first time you're on a podcast, I know I was so nervous the first time I did a podcast as a guest, yeah. right? And I was so nervous my first couple of episodes. And now I'm kind of like, I'm not nervous, but like excited. It's kind of like when you speak, I just get amped up for it. And I think video is the same way. Once you do so many of them and you see the results from them, because here's what's crazy. Video is pervasive, right? We all watch Netflix. We were all on YouTube, social media, TikTok, Instagram, you name it, right? And people are doing video as consumers. But what's crazy is in like the B2B world, especially, like I probably, if I, I get a ton of prospecting emails sent to me, right? Like we all do. Yep but I maybe get like one video sent to me 
every two or three weeks. Yep. And so when I get it, it stands out. Yep. And it doesn't have to be a long thing. Like to your point, it could be 30 seconds. It could be a minute. Um, Cause honestly, most videos, the shorter is shorter is better. Right. Um, I think all of adults don't have long <laughs> attention spans for stuff like that, but it's, I think interesting that there's still so few people doing it, even though there's a ton of data supporting the type of results that you can get from it. So mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, you know, why are, and we talked about like sales reps being, you know, maybe nervous to get started, but why are companies not going, Hey, like there is data out there that shows that video can help us and are better in our sales process, better in our customer service and deliver you know, better results for us, why are they not jumping on that bandwagon? Like, what is that one thing that's yeah. keeping them back from doing it, do you think? Well, I think that a lot of them simply don't don't understand what what is possible and how easy it is. I think a lot of folks feel like, oh, this is like another big thing we've got to plan for and integrate. And, you know, it's one of 20 different priorities we're going to have to think about. Um, but the reality is, and, and those who are most successful with it, um, you know, realize that this actually isn't something that's going to be complicated and make you less efficient. It's actually something that can make yourself and your reps more efficient. Again, to your point, once that you sort of hit that threshold where it just becomes a part of how you communicate. I know lots of different sellers and sales teams that, you know, I've seen who they get, they try it and they say, okay, I'm going to start sending videos and emails and see if I can, again, get more responses or better feedback. And they do 10 or 15 videos and they, they go, oh, every video took me like 20 minutes to make because again, I had to re-record. I didn't really nail my message. It felt awkward. And then they give up and they say, ah, it spends, it's too much time to make the videos. I'm you know, not necessarily getting more responses or maybe I'm only getting a few, but it doesn't line up. I'm just gonna go back to my old ways of doing things. And I think to your point earlier, the, the real problem there, I mean, it's like cold calling, right? If you had started yes. off cold calling and said, oh, I tried 10 cold calls. I didn't get a response. I'm going to give up on it, right? Like you, <laughs> you, your, your business probably wouldn't be where it is today. And so well, I think- Well, you could say that about content too, right? Like think about yeah. it. If you just wrote 10 blog posts and didn't get like a ton of views to them right away, you could have given up on content marketing altogether too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with all these things, there's there's no shortage of excuses why you don't want to do it or why maybe you shouldn't do it. Um, but if you if you shift that mindset and say, well, why should we do it? Right. Like, what is the opportunity here? And if the you know, if you genuinely believe that your prospects and customers, you know, want to be able to connect with you more personally that you know they want to be able to consume information offline and to get to know you they don't always want to have to get on a zoom call um, if you believe that as a salesperson a huge part of your value is your personality your passion your commitment your expertise right then you start to say well shoot like video is the next best thing to being there in person when when i want to bring these things to life and, um, and you need to just start thinking about, you know, wow, like this really could change the way that I sell. I just need to get that practice and, and need to make it a part of what I do. The other thing that I, I find, Stephanie, is that a lot of folks, for whatever reason, they think, oh, video in sales is all about just that prospecting, as we talked about, right? So I'm just going to use it for this one part of what I do to try to get people's attention. 
But in reality, it's actually just as, if not more useful and impactful throughout the entire like life cycle with somebody. Yes. Right? Whether it's like following up with somebody, whether it's recording a quick walkthrough to explain something to them without having to wait for that Zoom call or schedule an in-person meeting. Right? If somebody's like, hey, this actually this part of what you do sounds interesting. Right. Instead of saying, hey, let's book an hour and then you go, OK, we have calendar tag. We're going to book it out three weeks from now. Go, hey, you know what? I'm going to record you a quick video. It's going to be five minutes. I'm going to walk through and I'm going to show it to you and I'll send it over. Watch it and let me know your feedback. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like moving through a cycle faster because you're creating you're basically becoming a little mini video content creator yourself and you're giving them information. But each time you do, you're the one still explaining it. You're building that relationship. It's not like you're giving up control. You're actually getting back control by allowing them to consume it at the time and, uh, and, and ways that they want. So there's all these interesting benefits. And, and I think you just got to get your head wrapped around that of this is an opportunity to create these new experiences for my buyers and to really get ahead of this shift that's going to be happening across the market over the next few years. Well, and it's such a big culture change, right, within your organization. Like, that's the one thing that I've found is you've got to get everyone to understand that like this is a new way of communicating just like you know email was mm -hmm. new or you know what 10 15 years ago when it really started becoming part of it as like a true marketing channel mm -hmm. it's it's a new way of communicating to everyone and one of the things that i find so important is you know if you're starting if your video you know using a lot of video in your marketing to some extent you need to use it like like as you mentioned throughout that entire customer journey like in your sales process with your customer success team as you think about product announcements if you're you know a software company yep. um as an example because it's what people are starting to expect and to me like one of the things that i love about it is you know if i think about other channels and i'll use email as an example you know i know if someone opened my email and if they clicked on links right or if they responded with video, I know, you know, how many people watch the video. I know when they, how much of the video they watched. And I think that's so important because the type of information as you think about your overall, not just video strategy, but content strategy too, yep. is you start thinking about, and I do this myself a lot with my team is, you know, okay, we're going to create like a one minute video, but we also know that you know, X percentages of people watch the first 30 seconds. So the first 30 seconds seems to be the most important piece, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, and you can use that data to continually improve and get better on stuff. And I think what people don't realize is that, you know, video is not just something that you can do, but it's something that can really help you improve all aspects of your marketing in a lot of ways, because people want to consume video. Yeah, it, it really is. And what's interesting is what you what you spoke to there is that it's not only advantageous for your prospective buyers because video gives you the opportunity to show rather than just tell, um, you know, to create a bigger narrative, to actually create a more human connection with them by having real people and all of these things. So in many ways, it's a better experience for them, but it can also be a more strategic tool for you as a marketer. Because unlike those PDF guides or you know the static content on your site, if you're set up pro appropriately, you can track second by second how long are different people watching different videos. And that engagement data, again, if you're able to use it within your marketing and CRM tools, that can start to become some really interesting fuel 
for customer insights, uh, for understanding the intent of different individuals and their actual levels of engagement. One of my favorite stories of what we're talking about here, Stephanie, and, and I think that at, actually at Lumivate, you could do something like this too. Um, my favorite example of this is Marketo, right? Most of you listening probably know who Marketo is, right? They're now part of Adobe, uh, but they're you know an amazing marketing automation platform, email marketing, ABM, all that goodness. And I encourage you, if you're at a desktop now or you know at, in, in a few moments, go to marketo.com and take a look at their website. because so it's very different about what they've done. And this has been a few years now that they've done this and it's worked incredibly is you'll find when you're on their site, unlike most software companies, the main calls to action, right? Those big shiny buttons in the top right corner of the site, when you drop down their main menus, right? Their main calls to action are not book a call, talk to sales, request a demo or get started now. All of their main calls to action are watch a demo, see it in action, or take a product tour, which all actually take you to the very same place, which is an online, on-demand, video-based demo experience. So I can actually see what the heck they do uh, without having to book a meeting with sales or to actually sign up and start using the product. And if you think about it, that's actually the experience that most buyers would prefer to have. And they've proven it. Like their, their conversion rates on their website, when they moved everything to watch a demo, see it in action, take a tour, were like astronomically higher. And again, it's common sense because if somebody's on your website, they're learning a little bit, right? It's like a very small percentage who are actually going to convert on the talk to sales button or, or request a demo. Right. And it's also a very small percentage, frankly, who are going to get started now if you have a freemium product. But how many people do you think would click on a nice big button that says see it in action or watch a demo right now? It's in many cases, we've seen companies um, see incredibly high conversion rates on those because why not? Right. Like I'm here. I'd love to see it. If it means I don't have to talk to a sales rep or something, of course, I want to see it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> And, and it's like, so, so they, they have a ridiculously, you know, higher uh, conversion rate on their core calls to action. But then what happens is exactly what you talk to. So when you click on that button, in their case, they're actually presenting you with a lead capture form because they do want to use it as part of their lead gen. They see a high conversion rate on that because again, the expectation is, Hey, I'm willing to give you some info. If it means I can actually watch some demos and not have to talk to a rep. So you fill in the form. And then it unlocks this beautiful demo page with 10 different demo videos that show you all the different parts of what they do. So you can now like binge on this different content, depending on what you're most interested in. And you could spend five minutes watching these videos. You could spend 50 minutes watching these different videos to learn all the different nuances of what they do. And exactly as you described, they're tracking on the back end, which of those videos do you watch? How long do you watch each of them? And those give you an engagement score within their own marketing automation. And the higher engagement you're showing, the more likely you are to get a direct follow-up from a rep um, or be put into a custom nurture. And the result of that, Stephanie, which is the stat that actually blows my mind, is their average time to move a lead from an inquiry to a qualified lead, or for those of you into the acronyms, from an MQI to an MQL, reduced by six times 
by wow. six times because they can, within like 20 minutes, if you've binged on those videos, they know you're engaged. They know your intent. They're qualified. They're putting you in as a qualified lead and having sales follow up. And they've never been able to do that before because it used to always take, oh, they'd have to download three white papers and do this and that. And now they're like, if somebody comes in and spends 30 minutes watching videos, they're going over to sales. That is, I, I'm like kind of speechless. Those numbers are crazy. Yeah, it's but wild. It, right, but what's crazy about it too is like what you just said, like as soon as you said it, right? Why wouldn't you put a demo, like a demo video on your website and use that as your main CTA versus scheduling a demo? Like it makes so much sense, but so few people are doing it. Well, it's it's scary, right? So there are answers yeah. to why wouldn't you, right? People would say, oh, well, you know, my my uh, you know my 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 organization and my marketing were built around getting our sales teams demos, so that needs to be the main call to action. And I'm not suggesting you shouldn't have that, right? But like Marketo, what they do is once you go in there, of course they have you know, ready to talk to sales. And, and they've got lots of these different points where they can convert you into a meeting. But I think so many people are afraid to kind of give up that control in the process. And they're also afraid to put these demos online because they don't want their competitors to see it, or they maybe they don't want prospects to see it without having the added layer of context from a rep who can explain to them what it means to them, right? But the reality is again, hey folks, the world we're living in information is democratized. And if you think your competitors don't know what your product looks like, you're, uh, you're, you're wrong. Fooling. You are absolutely fooling yourself. Um, and if you think that if your prospect comes to your site and has to book a demo, and then they go to one of your competitors' site, what if your competitor gives them that opportunity to binge on demos at their leisure, right? Who do you think is going to get that meeting, right? That's, that's the risk is that you're not the first one to do this and they just go with your competitor because they got to see it all live on, on their site and they went, this looks great. Okay, I'm going to get started here and get going as opposed to that legacy company over there who still expects me to book 60 minutes with a rep to be sold, right? It's interesting. Well, and then here's the thing about it is, you know, one of the things, and I know, you know, Vidyard has a product-led growth offering we do at Limivate and I know a lot of companies are moving that direction. But if, if you can't, what you're, what you're talking about is a way to still have that same type of offering. Cause I think what people want is I want to see what your product can do before I talk to sales. I want to figure out if this, especially if you're marketing to marketers, right? Like I want to figure out if this is worth my time yeah. and I just need 10 to 15 minutes to figure out if it's worth a conversation. And so many brands make it hard for you to do that. And, you know, I want to see your product. I've heard it can do these things. I want to you know, either do it myself or test yep. it or just see it. And this is a great opportunity for someone, which is like how I buy a lot of times, which is like 10 o'clock at night on the couch, <laughs> right? Where I'm looking at software because that's when I have free time. And I also know that like, if I download something, no one's going to call me right away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, the interesting thing as well, Stephanie, is that that on-demand content becomes eminently more shareable to other people in your team, right? Like if, again, take that Marketo example, imagine like what, how many people go there, they start watching these online demos and they go, okay, this looks cool. This looks interesting. Pull up my email. Hey, Sandy, check this out, right? Go watch this video and take a look at this. Hey, Ken, take a look at this video. It looks like they can do this, right? 
Like that doesn't happen with the sales call that you had, right? You don't have a sales call with a rep and then go and say, hey, everybody, go watch the 60 minute recording of the Zoom call we had to learn about them, right? It doesn't. Right. And so there's like all these innate benefits of this like kind of almost on-demand world. And we all know it from like our personal lives. Like that's kind of how we expect to operate now. But again, it just hasn't really permeated most of the, the business world, but um, it's happening. I mean, it's it's gotta happen because the expect the expectations and preferences of your buyers trump everything else. It trumps the way that you want to market. It trumps the way you want to sell. And I think that's what a lot of this is, is all about is we need to engage people the ways that they expect and want to and prefer to be engaged and stop shoving people into a manufactured marketing and sales process because that's the way we want to do things to control the experience. Well, that's you hit the nail on the head because that is brands that do that are who are going to win in the next three to five years. And it's who's winning today already, honestly, is the ones going, how do you want to buy for me? When do you want to buy for me? Let me make that really easy for you. Yeah. So one of the other things that you and I have talked about is this idea of, you know, building community and building a brand and the change that is happening around that. So I'd love to maybe talk a few minutes about, you know, what are you seeing as, you know, you think about building a brand for Vidyard, building your own brand from a thought leadership perspective, what shift is really happening in the market today around that? Yeah, it's been really interesting to see this happen over the last decade, really, of, uh, and a lot of factors have contributed to this um, in, in how I think the best brands are, are being built. And to me, it's it's it actually goes back to what we just talked about is that the the audience, I think we all know this today, our, our buyers, the the you know, the community, our customers, they're the ones who have control now, right? Not us as brands. And we need to lean into that and say, okay, rather than trying to bring you into our community, we need to be a part of your community. Instead of telling you what we want to tell you, we need to teach you what you want to or need to learn. Right? Instead of making you talk to sales, we need to give you a demo in the format that you're most interested in. And all of these things right, stem from this sort of underlying mentality of we are here to, to help and support uh, these, this community of people, these potential customers, these customers of ours. We aren't here to market to them. We're not here to sell to them. And, and I think like honestly leaning into that and, and saying that's what we're going to do as a business, it does change the way you think about the content you create. It changes the kind of buying experiences you create. In some cases, it changes the products you build. And that's why here at Vidyard, we, ship, we, we leaned into a product-led growth strategy. And we said time and time again, the consistent feedback we heard from all our prospects was, can I just try it before you sign me on to a big contract? And we said, you know what? You're right. And instead of just having a free trial, we'll give you a free product because that's what you're going to ask us for next anyways. You're going to say, can I take that three-month trial and use it for six months? So um, that to me, those things aren't just about a go-to-market strategy. Those things also create the brand experience for your audience. And I think that is going to continue to more and more trump the kinds of things we, we try to do with paid media and traditional brand tactics to, to raise awareness. Um, more and more people who come into Vidyard, for example, are people who come from all these organic channels that we're living in and that we're supporting, 
right? We're part of countless different Slack communities. We are part of all sorts of different online communities. Uh, we run a lot of webinars and virtual events and all these things out there. And these are the things that to me build our brand because people come to me frequently and they say, I love Vidyard because you guys are so helpful and I learned so much at this point in my process with you. And I, honestly, I think like that is the kind of experience we all need to create because that's ultimately what people are going to want in the long term. And they're going to gravitate towards those brands that are being built by being genuine, authentic, transparent, helpful, and all of these great things. So it's a big idea, right? You go, okay, well, how does, what does that actually mean in practice? Which might be our next podcast we do in a couple of months, Stephanie. Um, but I think that's sort of the underlying tone of, you know, brands are being created organically now and you need to be out there in these communities leaning into your audience and helping. So final question for you, how are you using video at Vidyard? Oh boy, how aren't we using video at Vidyard is maybe a better question. Um, we, we, we do use it, you know, prolifically throughout the organization. And, and frankly, it's not just because we're a video tech company, but because we were early on in making it just a part of the, the culture and getting people to what we talked about earlier, just comfortable and, 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 and understanding how to use it effectively. So um, absolutely our sales team, right? All of our sales reps use video as part of their prospecting, as part of how they follow up on inbound leads in their ongoing communications with customers. All of our reps have become basically their own custom video creators and they use our tools every day to be able to do that. Um, from a marketing perspective, as we alluded to, we use it throughout the entire buyer's journey. We use video-based thought leadership. We have a number of different episodic series um, that are ongoing. We use a lot of videos um, on our blog and our different um, you know, thought leadership programs. But we also you know, have libraries of demonstrations of uh, customer stories, sort of all these different parts of what we do have video versions of them. Is it all video? Of course not. Right? We have written case studies, we have guides and PDFs and eBooks, um, but it's just become a part of the content um, portfolio that we have to support all these different efforts throughout the buying journey. And I'm thankful we were ahead of the curve on that because the market is now starting to catch up in terms of what people are expecting. I am waiting for the day when instead of getting like 40 prospecting emails a day, I get like 40 personalized videos. To me, like that, <laughs> is the creme de la creme, right? And until that happens, when you use video in your efforts, whether it's to outreach to people, to connect with your customers, you're going to stand out. Like that to me is like the biggest message is video is a huge opportunity for brands to stand out right now. You've been listening to Real Marketers. If you love what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell a friend. All of this marketing goodness shouldn't be kept a secret.